This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey there, this is lesson number five of the Equine Clicker 101 podcast on Horse Radio Network. Teaching your horse to stand. Equine Clicker 101 is a podcast that takes you to the class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. They are Jeffers Pet. Welcome back, everybody. This is Shauna Karish, and in today's episode, what we're going to do is work on teaching your horse to stand. Now, it could be stand, or some people might call it ground tying without the tie, and or even just to stay. I mean, really simply, we're just going to teach your horse when you give them a cue that they stay and they want to stay in that place. So it is obviously, I mean, I don't even really need to say this, but this is a really important tool for your horse to have and know and understand. Now, not only does it physically give you a, an important skill that is valuable for your horse for all sorts of things. But it also, while you're doing it, it actually works on some impulse control. So the horse learns, oh, just stay still. And also in this process, we, I like to move around the horse and get it where they can stand. And I start to increase my energy and what's going on around them. So it's also a great tool when we start working on desensitization and, and, and getting them to just stand quietly while they ignore things. Things, whether it's veterinary stuff or it's clipping or it's, you know, tarps flapping or it's getting, you know, tack put on or whatever it is. So it's really an important, uh, a really important skill. One of the things that people want to know is where to buy clickers. Well, you can go to my website at shawnakarish.com, and that is S-H-A-W-N-A-K-A-R-R-A-S-C-H. And if you go there, you can find the products. You can find side buckets or clickers or targets and books, videos. So that's where you want to visit. So today's class time, what we're going to do is as I kind of started it with the intro, I went a little lengthy, <laughs> but it, what we're going to do today is really learn about how to teach your horse to stay. Now, it's an important, important skill, as I mentioned earlier. And so what I want them to do is not only to stay. And for me, when I think about it, I don't really care what the the head does. I mostly want the feet to stay still. You know, what is funny when I first taught my horses, Min and George, they were my guinea pig horses. When I first started this 25 years ago, I would, when I taught them to first taught them to stay, they would stop chewing and everything. And I did them individually and they both did it. They would just freeze, which was really kind of funny to me, but I don't really care about that part. I, I wanted them to be able to chew or even look around a little bit if they want to, but I just want them to kind of stand. And part of this, ideally, I want it to be relaxed. I don't want them standing rigid and tight and, and too tense, even though in the beginning we would take that. But what we want is I want it to eventually to be like, I just stand here. I'm relaxed. I'm going to I'm, I'm here for the duration and building up that duration will be part of our homework. So when I first start teaching the stay, so I'm going to kind of talk to you about some of the steps that I tend to do with starting the stay. And one of the things that, that this works out and my very earliest steps 
is I want them also, and, and this is a challenge for newly positive clicker trained horses, is to stay still while I move around you. They want to stay with you. We've taught them to lead. And they're like, I want to be with you. I want you at my head. So as you start to move, they're like, I'm moving. And I want them to be able to stand still while I start to move back and move around them. And that part is really can be kind of challenging for them. So that is kind of where we'll start with this. And so when I first do this now, now also let me talk about cues. I tend to just touch their side and say, stay. And then I back away. So I go to their barrel. I put my both hands on them and I say, stay. And then I back away and then I increase my activity. But you know what? You can put it on whatever cue you want to. So if you want to, you know, say, you know, thank God it's Friday. Then, then that could be your cue. I mean, it's it's whatever you want it to be. So it's not like there's some magic cue that that I have for this. It, but so you can pick that whatever you want it to be. So I I will tell you though, a lot of times what I found is if when I put my hand when I'm first trying to get behind them, um, or to back get to their side, what I find is it is quite um, it can be quite a challenge for them to let you get back there. So what I'll do is a lot of times I give them a mouthful of food while they're chewing, they're relaxed. They're not in the seeking mode. Their brain isn't busy going, oh, what do I need to do? They're busy just going, oh, I'm enjoying my food. And then I'll rock back. But a lot of times if I put a hand on their shoulder or their withers, it seems to, or even kind of that barrel area, all that little triangle, it seems to help them settle. I don't know exactly why. That's just been my experience. So that is kind of why I went to starting with the two hands there. It seemed to let them know where I was. And it just kind of became part of it. But maybe that's a superstitious behavior on my part. So that is kind of why I got to doing the two hands on the barrel. But that's that's only my thing. So you can do it any way that works for you and your horse. And keeping in mind that they're individuals. You know, everybody learns differently and different things work to help horses learn. So what I want you to do is as we move on in a little while to the, the lab portion, I want you to um, think about what can help your horse? What can, how can you set them up for success? How can you get this where this works for them? So sometimes it, I, I will fool with something because it's a new horse. And I think what helps you to understand this lesson? How do I, how can I help you to figure this out as we build up the reinforcement history with the behavior and they start thinking, I love this. This works for me. Then we can kind of fade out the things we may have used initially that help set them up for success for the training process. So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind for all training is that it really is that we're going to start with uh, uh, things that can help set them up for success. And then we can fade those things later. And so technically that would be considered the antecedent arrangement. <laughs> That's the textbook stuff just for you kind of behavior geeks out there. But but it really is just thinking, what can I do to set them up for success? So for something like stay. So when you go, let's say it's early in the morning, it's really cold. They haven't been turned out yet. They haven't been ridden. They haven't had exercise. And they're just a horse who's full of energy. Now, would that be the best time to work on a stay? <laughs> probably not. That's probably going to be a little bit more challenging for them because in that situation they're probably feeling like I I want to move I want to do something I, I you know they're full of energy so now maybe your horse is a type that is really 
prone to a stay and that would be easier, but I might instead for the early lessons, make sure they're turned out, make sure they're ridden. We've had some playtime. We've done some exercise stuff, whatever it might be. So we're a little bit more on the quiet side. We've let out some of that energy. And so this is something I might work at the end of our ridden work or at the end of the day when they're back in or they've just eaten and they're a little bit quieter. But eventually, as they get this solid, you should be able to do it anytime, anywhere, and it wouldn't matter. So I hope that kind of makes sense and gives you something to think about. Also, keep in mind, because we want this to be a thing that has relaxation as being a really big part of, well, relaxation to me is really a big part of anything. Even if it's a really energetic behavior, I want it relaxed. But with this, wanting it to be a relaxed behavior, it is thinking where are they most relaxed so if if they hate the arena you know or the arena is too much energy for them or you know in the paddock is playtime or in the whatever it might be think of the place that they might be the most relaxed sometimes it is in the place that they live whether it's a paddock or it's their stall you can start it in a really simple place and get the idea strong and then move to the other areas again that's just setting them up for success and thinking, how can I help them be more apt to do what we're looking for? So one of the steps and we're going to um, I'm going to kind of talk you through the steps as we before we get to the lab, because I think it's really uh, processing this part a little bit before we get in the midst of it, I think will help quite a bit. So as I get there, one of the things I said that I found for many, many horses that have been positive reinforcement horses, they want to stay with you. They're not as quick to have you uh, just to stand while you go to their side. They're busy going, what are we doing? I'm, what are we doing? What are we doing? Now, I touched on this earlier, and I said that they're, we want to get them past the seeking mode. So neurobiologists have learned so much more about how our brains work and what part of the brain is being used at different types of training and where the emotions come from and blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. There's resources that are really growing and it is an exciting time for positive reinforcement because we're learning more about how they learn and, and what they do and how they think and, and the emotions that go with it. So that part is really important. But the one part of the brain that the positive reinforcement really lights up and activates is part that has been referred to as the seeking system. So this tends to be the, the activity center for positive reinforcement. So the seeking system is kind of how do I get what I want? How do I get what I want? So it tends to, and this is kind of in a rudimentary you know, explanation, it tends to get them thinking, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? So it is a little bit more activity driven when I think of it. It is kind of an operant, you know, process. What do I want to do? How do I get what I want? So a lot of times the things that go with this and, and, and positive reinforcement goes down this road pretty quickly for people. People tend to forget that the most important behavior in the whole entire world, in my book anyway, is standing quietly. 
to me, this is the most important behavior and I should be able to go here anytime. This is part of impulse control. It is, if it gets too much, I want to be able to be quiet. So we have a tendency with a positive reinforcement, people get reinforced and they think this is the best. My horse loves this. And they can turn it into activity, 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 activity. And that is, we need a balance between activity and quieting and activity and quieting. So the, as we move into this part, it is really looking for them to be quiet so we can kind of light up the whole training can light up that seeking system where they're just thinking, Oh, what do I do? And so a little trick I do when I'm first starting the stay and wanting to get to their side, I give them a giant mouthful of food. So to the point where they're, and sometimes a couple mouthfuls so that they're busy enjoying what they've worked for. So there's a little bit of satiation. And what I've done is hopefully taken them out of that kind of seeking. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? And they're busy going, oh, wait, I'm just enjoying my food. So it kind of turns off for a little bit and they are, it tend to be relaxed during that period, emotionally relaxed because they're just enjoying the food that they had. So when I first start out, that is a little secret I do is I give them two giant handfuls of food and then I just rock back on one foot and then click and come forward and reinforce them again. So it's important that if they keep thinking they have to come to me for reinforcement in this exercise, then they're, it's going to be an activity and they're going to keep wanting to come to my head. But I want to teach them, you just stay put. I come to you for this part. So I once I click, I'm going to reach forward and feed them where I want their head to be. So that part is really important. But the, that little bit of satiation in the beginning really ha- helps to set them up for success. And it helps to get them where they're kind of slowed down a little bit and not quite so active in, in the training process. So then we'll move back and build up that time a little bit. So at first as I get it and I just rock back on one foot, it's a little bit of movement and then I click very quickly and come forward and then I repeat that and repeat that until I'm feeding less food in the beginning. So I can, as I get the idea, after a couple approximations of this, we've had a couple successful ones, then I start going, can I just rock back a little without feeding you necessarily. So that we can do that. The other thing we can do is feed them a big handful and then move more. So you're increasing the movement while they are still eating a little bit. So they get the idea that you'll be coming back to feed them. So I hope that all makes sense. Okay, and now we're going to have a word from our sponsors. And one of the things I want to tell you guys is Jeffers Pet is just a great resource for all sorts of things. So here we go. Located in Dothan, Alabama, Jeffers was founded in 1975 by Dr. Keith Jeffers in order to provide local livestock owners with a reliable and more cost-efficient source for their supplies. Fast forward 40 plus years and today, Jeffers has become a trusted source for equine, pet, and livestock supplies all across the United States, but they've not lost sight of the personal service that got them started all those years ago. You can still visit the Jeffers store in Dothan, or you can shop online at jefferspet.com, where you will find an astounding array of products for your equine habit, from quality tack, English and Western, to the supplies and healthcare products that you have come to depend on, as well as new and innovative lines to help your horse be his or her best. Visit them today at jefferspet.com. 
So what I want you to do is gather your things up. You're going to need your clicker. You're going to need your side bucket or your, you know, your food. So have a pile, a good deal of treats or feed or hay pellets or whatever you're going to do. Get your horse in a safe place and a relaxed place. So remember how said, think about how can you help set them up for success? And so we're going to go to that place when you are all set and you have all your pieces together and you're you're with your horse and you're ready to get going. We're going to get started. So what you need to do right now is turn off your podcast and go to the place and get get all your pieces together. And when you are ready and your horse is ready, then you're going to turn the podcast back on and we're going to get started with the lab. Yay! Welcome to lab time. And this can be the funnest part because now we're out there doing the pieces. Now, naturally, like I said, and, and I always say, is they are individuals. So it doesn't go the same for every single horse. So we'll kind of remember you want to try and figure out how can you help, help your horse to get this sorted out. And, and part of the fun is that they're so different. Okay, so your horse should be in a good place. And I'm going to be working with Luna today. And what I'm going to do is I am going to, if you're ready, I'm going to step in. I'm doing Luna's session in her stall. So I'm going to step into the stall and I'm going to add, it is the end of the day. If I did this, she is a horse who has lots of energy. If I did this with her early in the day, I would not have a horse who would hold still. But at the end of the day, when she's been turned out with all the other horses all day, I'm more likely to get this to work out. So I'm going to step in with Luna. There we go. Okay. So I'm inside and right off the bat, I'm standing just shoulder to shoulder with Luna standing. I have a tendency to stand on the left side. She's keeping her head to herself. I click. Perfect. And now I'm feeding that. And remember, when you're feeding, you want to reach out and feed where you want her head to be. I am just kind of reminding her and making sure she's she's with me, you know, that she's doing the session and, and seems like she's ready to play the game. So I did that again. So good. So I did a couple clicks and feed just for her standing quietly and saying we're about to play the game so it's kind of a beginning of this session cue for me in a way okay so now that she's got that done i'm going to walk just a step here and there i'm going to touch we're in her stall so it's not very far i'm going to kind of walk up for a step good and click and feed and, and then I stop and have her turn her head away because I really want to put the emphasis on the quieting in this session so if I have a horse who tends to be slower to moving a lot of times I've spent a lot of time with the, the moving portion but in this exercise we want to focus on the quieting the settling so I don't click the moving I'm clicking when she stops so now I'm going to take a few steps and stop Good. And as she stops and turns her head away, I click and feed. Okay, perfect. 
now I feel like I she's in a good place and she knows the game is on. And by now I've trained her a few things. So she kind of is ready for like, what might it be today? And the more we train, the stronger the behaviors get and the stronger it goes. Okay, so now what I'm going to do, I'm going to feed her a couple big handfuls of food. And I use um, kind of a low carb pellet for her. So I'm giving her a couple big handfuls. Okay, so now while she's eating, I'm putting my hand on her shoulder and then I just rocking my body back like a foot. Good. Click and I fed. So what I did is as I rocked my hand back for a second, I could see her eye kind of look at me, but then settle back to chewing. So that was perfect. I want her to kind of let go of thinking about what I was doing. So that was great. And I'm going to repeat that. So I'm going to give her another handful in the beginning. Good girl. Okay. And now I'm going to step back. Good. This time, good. Click. And I'm clicked and fed her again. And this time I went a little bit further back. I actually kind of instead of just leaning to, on my back foot, I actually took a side step over. So it's my body's not moving. My position isn't moving too much as far as like walking. I'm just moving back towards the back end of her body. So I'm kind of staying the same distance. And then she also knows I'm there because I'm touching her, which I think for some horses that might be part of um, what helps them settle. But again, you may choose your own cue or you may use a different cue later. So I'm going to, at this point, I'm not saying the stay because, or stand or whichever you want to do. I tend to say stay, but because it's really a little bit early on, I'm using kind of more of my body language. Okay, good. And she's standing quietly with me. So, which is nice. That's a really important behavior. Okay. So now I'm going to click that just standing quietly and I'm going to feed her. Just one big handful. Good. And now I'm rocking back. Good. And I actually brought both feet, you know, so I stepped my other foot all the way over and then rocked right. I clicked for that and immediately came up to feed her. So as soon as I click, she knows I'm coming her direction. So I don't want there to be lag time where she makes something else up in there. I want to say, sis, stay still. I'm coming to get you. So she's doing really well with it. So far, so good. Okay, so I'm going to do, this time I'm going to try not feeding her the mouthful and see if it seems to be working for her. Okay, so now she's standing forward. Good girl. I'm going to put my hands up on her side. Okay, she kind of turned to face me. She she looked like she was in doubt, and she kind of moved her hind end, her hind feet away a little bit. So I'm just going to pause for a second, kind of a, a little, yes, I see what you did, and I'm not going to reinforce you. Pause. <laughs> so we can just try again. So this time I'm going to go back since that one, maybe it's a little too early for me to fade the food for her. And the history is, and she's a very active horse. So I'm going to feed her a handful again. So I tried without, 
you can always ask the question. And the answer was not yet. So I'll go back to what works until we build that reinforcement industry a little bit stronger. Okay, so I'm going to step forward. Good girl. Here's a big handful. Now I, good, good. Now I took two steps back this time and they're side steps. So when I say back, I mean just sidling back further towards her barrel and she was really good with that so I clicked and I fed her for that one so the the food is really helping her to do it and I can see she's she can see me I can tell her eye is following me but not her head and that's really a good thing but like I said I'm not really in the long run worried about the head but I think it's really important that in the early part she kind of doesn't Sometimes the head can mean, I think I'm going to follow you. So in this situation, I'm looking for her to keep her head uh, in the right place. Okay, so let's try it again. I'm going to keep using the food to start a little bit. Moving back and my hands, actually, I walked my hands back to the barrel. She's looking at me. I'm just going to stay still for a second. And then she put her head forward. Perfect. This is what I'm looking for. So you can see she kind of followed me and thought, what are you doing? And then she put her head. She made a decision to let go of what I was doing and just put her head forward and continue chewing. So I clicked and fed that decision. That decision is really, really important. So I got to say, yes, that's the right idea. Don't worry about me. You just stay up there. So that was really good. Okay, so we're going to try it again, and I'm going to see if I can go to the um, to do it without the food again, or maybe I'll give her a smaller handful. Yes, that's going to be my intermediate step. I'm just going to give her a little smaller handful. So I'm going to step up. Good girl. Here's a handful. Okay, can I walk back? Yep. Excellent. So in that time, she just stayed still. She didn't even follow me with her head. She stayed still. She her eye followed me, but that's I kind of like that. I want her to know what I'm doing, but she was perfect. She just stayed and made a decision and came, uh, stayed right where she was. So that is really good. I'm going to try. I'm getting what I call greedy trainer syndrome, and you should not really get this, but I'm going to try one more time and see if I could do it without the food this time without the food in the beginning to help her settle. I'm going to see if she, with that decision where she went and she made the decision to put her head right, to put her, to correct herself and put her head back. I think that was really important. So this is kind of a weird thing here, Luna, this is good. I'm talking. So that was excellent. That was, um, I'm going to, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, okay, so now she's standing. I'm reinforcing her now for standing, just standing beside me. Okay, so now I can see she's chewing down the food that it's kind of getting to the end where this is kind of where they get seeking. And so I'm going to go back and go stay. Good. 
excellent. So then I just rocked back. It was like two side steps back and she stayed and I clicked and I reinforced her. So that is really, really good. And you know what? This is where I'm going to leave it for today. So for as far as the learning goes, I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about other things. But what I want to do now is I want to wrap up this little session. I want her to think about what she did giving her a jackpot feed or magnitude reinforcement. So I'm putting a few handfuls in her bucket. So I am, so she knows it's done. And again, I'm going to step out. So that was great. I'm giving her the jackpot and I am going to step out. So what I want you to do is when you're ready, when you, you may want to practice this a time or two, but keep it short. When you're ready, you step out and you, can put your horse away if you've taken them out or just give the jackpot in the stall if that's where they are. So get your horse to a safe place, turn off your podcast and come back in a minute. We'll have a little review and a little homework. Okay, it's time for a little lab review and time for your homework assignment. So, okay, so I hope that went really well for you and your horse started to get the idea and it was clear, you know, so that's just really short little sessions like that are really impactful. And what we let them do is then process that information. And I I think we talked earlier, not in this podcast, but in an earlier podcast about latent learning. And that's a point where they get to process that information. And it takes 12 to 24 hours for a new thought to form a permanent neural pathway in your brain. So a lot of times when we give them that chance to process that information, we come back and it's stronger. So what we did is we punctuated that session with positive reinforcement and, and with the operant conditioning or operant learning be a part of that where they're thinking how did I get that and then now giving them a little break from it is really really important and they can only take in so much information it's like 10 minutes or something so if we keep going over and over and over a lot of times we've turned it into drilling we want to walk away with them wanting more and thinking oh that was great I want to do that again and we can do more I can get, we all can get to a place where it's something I call greedy trainer syndrome, where you keep wanting to do just one more, just one more, just one more, because we get really reinforced with the progress a horse is making. But it's really important that we go, you know what, just make it short and sweet so they want more. We can always come back in a few hours. We can come back tomorrow and we can repeat it again, but we need to give them the time to process that information. Okay, so one of the things that happened that I wanted to talk about is remember when I told you about Luna, um, she turned to face me a, a bit and not it wasn't a huge turn to face me, but but she moved feet, you know, and she said, I'm coming with you so to as I stepped back. She kind of was turning and trying to step with me. And so I just gave her a pause. And that's a uh, and I, but I, I made eye contact. I said, I see what you did there. It's what I call a pregnant pause, you know, because it's long enough for her to go, uh huh. But I made a point of saying, I saw what you did there, but I'm not going to reinforce that approximation. So in that moment can actually be learning too. I try to minimize frustration. So I really try to 
not have a lot of errors in there. I try to set them up for success. I like to have yes, 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 yes. But even in that that little moment when she got to try the wrong thing, and then I got her back on track. But so I use the things that it, maybe I faded too soon. But there can even be learning in that process when they have the wrong answer. So not too much of that because that really can cause frustration, and frustration is not a pleasant feeling. So that takes a really negates the positive reinforcement aspect. But so don't worry about sometimes when they do it wrong. That's okay. I just got back on track and thought I'm going to do what I did work. I'm going to use more food and use the handfuls and then I can proximate again. So I think that's an important lesson to keep in mind that, you know, things don't go perfectly as much as we really try to help them. They're going to have different things that go wrong and they still might be really nice learning experiences. We just need to think, what can I do to help make this clearer and bring more clarity? Okay, so for your homework, what I want you to do, this clearly is just the beginning baby steps of this. What we want to do is be able to have the horse, your horse, be able to stand any place, anytime, anywhere. So there's some different elements that you want to build up slowly. One is being able to have more activity, I think of as usually my first thing. So as we get when we can keep rocking back and going a little bit further back and, and, and it could be that your next session is much more really getting the idea. So as we can then pretty soon, you can walk all the way around the horse. And as you get to the other side, click and reinforce them again, stepping up to feed them where you want their head to be. So, that is building up the activity. So now they're getting to see you kind of moving around and and ignoring all the things going on around them. So at first to, so when that's good and you can walk around, another thing I'll do is sometimes I'll just, I'll stand back a bit and I start, I'll wave my arms just a little bit, really softly. I'm not trying to scare them. And then I'll march with my feet a little bit. So they start getting used to when the lady does stuff or the man does stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean I go with her, I do something. So it starts to desensitize some of that extra movement, which is really important. And and it also, with that process, you're starting to build a little bit more duration as you build the activity. So when that goes good, and that is all working out nicely, the next thing you want to do is then try it in different places. Remember, we talked about the things we can do the, to help set them up for success. So now let's say we've got it really good. Install, I can go in, I can walk around, I can march, I can kind of do some things, I can take a little time and they're getting the idea. I just sit here and I just relax. And maybe today your initial stays weren't relaxed that's okay you can build those moments that look like they get more relaxed and more relaxed and more relaxed and oftentimes with clarity comes relaxation so as you get that going then the next thing you might want to do is take them to a different place not the scariest place you know not the place like that they hate this area but maybe just in a different place you know can I do this in the in your paddock, can I do it in a round pen? Can I do it? And so this is called context shift. Where this is kind of how we can test a lot of behavior is changing the context and seeing does the behavior hold up. And sometimes it doesn't. Anticipate that you might lose criteria. And what I want you to do is take a step back and remind them, how did we start this? Started again in this new place. 
And then when that works, you might even try it at a different time of day when they have more energy. So there's a lot of parts to it. And part of the game is that it turns it into a fun game for them is that it is challenging and it is it is a progressive thing. So raising that criteria small enough that they have success, but but to keep it going is really important. Okay, so that's what we call shampoo, rinse, repeat, 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 repeat. And I think you're going to have a lot of fun in this next couple of weeks working on it. All righty. So you can listen on most of your favorite podcast players to this podcast. Um, you can listen to, to it on Horse Radio Network app on your uh, phone, whether it's an Android or an iOS. So I think it's the, that's a great app and makes it really easy and easy to use as you're going back and forth and turning it off. Just search the Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and, again, easy to use and very convenient. So be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. Okay, until next time, enjoy getting on target.